Good morning. It is afternoon or evening wherever you're listening. I am your host, Vicky Midwood. This is the podcast for Chatter, and I am solo today, no guests. I have had such an amazing run of guests over this season. We're in season four, folks. So if you are new to me and didn't realize that this was the fourth season and you want to go back and check out some of the other episodes, there's approximately 25 episodes per season around about that I have done. Um, feel free to do that. You can catch them on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. And of course, this season is all on YouTube as well. And I am going to be doing things slightly differently on the podcast in the new year, which I'm quite excited about. But today I am on my own. This is the last podcast, obviously, before Christmas. When I come to you again next Tuesday on Boxing Day, it will all be over with. And I just wanted to kind of share with you some of my observations and um, top tips and things that I would like you to maybe think about and be mindful of over this festive season, especially if you are somebody who has someone with an eating disorder in your family or someone who is suffering with a mental health issue, whether it is depression, whether it is something that they've struggled with for a long time, because this time of year can highlight so many things. It's, it's, it's almost as if problems get amplified. Emotions tend to be high. Patience tends to be low. People, for whatever reason they tell themselves, tend to be rushing around and doing things oftentimes that they don't really need to be doing, but they're doing it because they think they should or because it's traditional or it's what they've always done. And so I'm going to ask you this year to just stop and breathe and ask yourself, do I want to keep on doing the same stuff that I've always done this year? Or do I want to do it differently and make it a little bit easier for myself and potentially for those around us? What can often happen at Christmas is it can be a big old letdown for many, many people. Why? Because they've set such high expectations for other people and for themselves. And it can take the fun out of it. And if we can allow ourselves to just stop and think for a moment, who are we doing the stuff that we're telling ourselves we need to do? Who are we really doing it for? Now, I'm not saying that you don't want to be doing or need to be doing some of the things that you've got on your to-do list, whether it's shopping for presents or food shop or prepping or clearing the house or whatever it is that you're choosing to do. But what I'm going to invite you to do is be fully present in every single thing, rather than you going, ticking it off the list and going, right, next, 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 next. Actually enjoy the process of everything that you are doing in preparation for this celebration. Now, whether you are somebody who celebrates Christmas or not, and let's face it, we, we know that this particular day was always some kind of a festival. Over the years, it's, it's changed slightly over the centuries. But ultimately, symbolising the end of the year and the start of, a, of another year is something that we all do. It's a celebration of the last 12 months. And I think these days there's not a massive amount of difference between 
celebrations on Christmas Eve and on New Year's Eve, and they're very, very close together, I know, but we it's a time to reflect, it's a time to stop, take some time out, to actually appreciate the people who have made the year what it is, but also to give yourself the opportunity to just relax and have some fun. And this is what it's about. It's about community, it's about joy, and it's about fun. And ultimately, it is one day. And so many people get their knickers in a knot about this great day. And it's literally, it's just 24 hours. It's not even that if you don't get up silly early and if you go to bed reasonably early. For some people, it's 12 hours and that's it. It's done. So ask yourself, is the pressure I'm putting on myself actually justified? Do I need to do it? Is it worth me doing all of that if nobody appreciates it and I get hacked off that nobody appreciates it? The answer is no. If you are doing it and you are loving doing it, whether people appreciate it or not won't matter. But if you're looking for praise and appreciation and people saying, well done, great job, ask yourself, why do you need to have that from other people? Because ultimately, it's about being with them. It's about spending time with them. And it's not about getting to the nitty gritty of what they think of your table decorations or how much effort you've gone to with the wrapping of presents. So let's get some real kind of honesty and clarity over what this is about. If you are centering the day around food, and I know a lot of people do because it's an opportunity, not always, but for many, to have things that they wouldn't normally have, um, be mindful if there is somebody who has got an issue either with alcohol or with food or with both, because it can prove to be a very, very challenging day. And well-meaning grannies and aunts particularly, and it does tend to be the females, I'm afraid, can come out with some really crushing comments and they don't necessarily know that that is what they're doing. So can I ask you, no, implore you to watch your language when it comes to the words that you speak about someone's appearance, right? If you are saying to somebody, you look well, and they are getting over an eating disorder, that is like being kicked in the gut. Because to them, that means you look fat. Now, I know that's not what you mean when you're saying it, but that is often how it's received. So try and avoid any comments on how they look. If you feel you want to comment their appearance, you could say something like, oh, your haircut's lovely, or that dress is a great color. If you feel you have to even make comments on people's appearance, ideally don't. If you can help it, try not to. I also implore you not to make comments about how much or how little anybody is eating, right, on this day. Some people will see it as an opportunity to just indulge and for whatever reason they want to do that and they feel comfortable doing it, let them, right? Even if they have a disordered eating issue, if it's bulimia and you're concerned that they may then go and disappear, today is not the day in front of other people for you to tackle it. Okay, just just you can log it and maybe have a conversation afterwards, but don't spoil their day and everybody else's. It's already going to be challenging enough. Conversely, if somebody's not eating very much, please don't say things like, is that all you're having? You haven't eaten very much. Would you like blah, blah, blah. Please don't force food on people. When it comes to alcohol, it's a tricky one. My suggestion would be if you know you've got somebody in the family who has an issue 
that you be mindful and try not to give them free reign if if it's your house um limit what you have available obviously if it's their house there's not a lot you can do about it but if you are uncomfortable around somebody who is drinking too much have an out have a way to leave and you know thank them for their time but if it makes you uncomfortable and you don't want to be around it you absolutely can get out and leave because it's about you enjoying the day as well, not just them. And what can happen is obviously people are different when they've had a lot to drink. Some just fall asleep. Some get very jolly, just a bit loud and are quite amusing. And others can be quite nasty and sort of show their true colours. And nobody knows until it happens usually how people are going to be affected. So if you are uncomfortable around somebody who's drinking too much, my suggestion would be make an exit because you owe it to yourself to keep yourself safe. What I also want to kind of touch on is allowing yourself to do what you need to do for yourself, especially if you have got any kind of neurodiverse issues. For a lot of people, a lot of noise and a lot of crowds and a lot of chatter around the dinner table and a lot of clanging of cutlery and glasses, the noise can get overwhelming, even in just a small group of people. And if you know that you need to take some time out and just have some quiet space, then again, go out of the house and go for a walk if you can, or see if you can just shut yourself away with some sound blocking earphones, go into a bedroom, maybe do a meditation, listen to some music, whatever feels the right thing for you to do. But communicate clearly. And this is what I want to wrap up this podcast on because I don't want it to be a long one, folks. I want you to be enjoying the process of doing the stuff that you need to do to prepare for your day. So the last thing I want to leave you with is allow yourself to recognize that one of the key, key things that stresses us out and often has us running to food or alcohol or being really short tempered is not communicating clearly enough. If you find yourself saying, well, you should know that, look to yourself because you haven't communicated what you want clearly. If somebody is not doing what you think you've asked them to do, chances are you did not ask them clearly enough or you did not make sure that they fully understood your instructions. The biggest reason that people argue over Christmas is because they are assuming that the other person knows or that they've told them or whatever it happens to be. Cover yourself, make it a stress-free Christmas as much as is possible by communicating clearly what it is that you would like people to do and establish that they understand clearly what it is you've asked them to do. That doesn't mean be a nag and it doesn't mean use a tone of voice that's condescending, right? What it means is saying very clearly, I would like you to do this by this time. It would really help me out. Thank you. Okay. And just say, does that work for you? What time did I say? Is that okay with you, right? So they've told you the time that you said. If it's not time-based, then fair enough. But a lot of the times... People get upset because they've asked somebody to do something and they don't tell them that when they want it doing. Now, you in your head may expect that person to do it immediately. But in their head, you've asked them to do it. They'll do it when they're ready. 
because you didn't specify the time. And then when you get upset, it's on you. You need to look at how did I communicate that? So that is what I'm going to leave you with on this Tuesday. And I thought it was Thursday then. On this Tuesday prior to Christmas, so six days away, practice your clear communication skills so that you and your family get to enjoy a less stressful Christmas this year. And I'm going to leave you with one last thing. Try and enjoy the whole experience. Be fully present in the moment. But do make sure you look after yourself. You only have one body and one brain as far as we know. You can't take them anywhere else with you. Look after them because they are looking after you. And I shall see you on the other side. Have a great day.